Hey everyone, uh, it's Adi, and today I wanted to talk to you guys about something that I see um, that I just get a lot of questions about, and it's it's probably like the most um, the question I get most frequently or most most often when I talk to people about making that transition into high tech and. Especially, you know, if you're already in high tech, this is a little bit different. But even even there, you, you might have some doubts about that next thing that you're trying to do. But definitely for people who are coming outside of that world, there are a lot of doubts and a lot of these questions about, well, okay, I hear what you're saying. You know, those of you who have been in this group for a while, you know, you've heard me saying you don't need to be a techie. You know, you don't need all that stuff. But how do I know if I really, if, you know, what I have right now, if it really is good enough for, for high tech. And, and the reason that I wanted to talk about this today is because the, the truth is there are many people who are sitting on these skills that could, you know, be very, very valuable in certain jobs in high tech. And the, the people, those people either can't see it for whatever reason, or they, they feel insecure, or they just don't recognize that the things that they can do and the things that they've done until now could translate into a high tech job. So it's sort of like this situation where you, you've maybe like you've been one thing or, or you've done one thing all along in your career, or maybe your career is kind of like a Frankenstein resume of like different patched up with from different things. And you don't really know how to make sense of it. And certainly not in the context of kind of infiltrating the high tech scene and getting into that job. And the, the thing that I hear most often is like, well, you know, um, and, and even from people within high tech, I hear this, you know, because there are people who are um, already in working in tech, but they're kind of doing um, a whole mishmash of things and they want to specialize a bit more. They want to maybe like go more into one direction. And that's kind of what they have their eyes set on for their next position. They don't know how to get there. And it's actually for the same reason. How do I take everything that I already have and everything that I already know um, and make that make sense for the people who are looking to hire because here's the problem and it's, this is a real problem it's not you know something that they made up in their heads the people who are hiring the way that they look for um, for for hires for new for candidates is the, for them, like the perfect candidate is the person that fits the job description to a T. And that gets a lot of people down, right? Because, you know, as someone who doesn't come from exactly, you know, having done exactly that or having exactly that experience, which is described in, in the job description, that can be very demoralizing because you think, okay, like, um, I'm not this person. And for a lot of people, it can be so discouraging and, and that, that, they, that they basically just, you know, um, give up on that job 
and maybe they look for a different one. And they end up they end up settling. They either you know figure okay, well I guess I can't, um, I guess I can't break into high tech, or they think you know, or they settle for like bottom of the barrel type jobs that like anybody can do. Um, and that's kind of not where I want you guys to go. You know, I don't want you in some like data entry position that that um, that like a computer could do. You know, no offense to any of you in data entry, but like you in general want to stay away from jobs that can easily be automated by a machine because those jobs are just gonna are going away. <laughs> To the robots very soon, um, if not right now. So the the, the singularity is real. Um, and so, yeah, I I wanted to, to kind of put a list together for you because I get this question so often that you can sort of look at it and figure out um, and use it to figure out if you, um, if you have what it takes. Um, and and to, to sort of maybe like boost your confidence if you do, if you are one of those people, then to tell you, you know, to that that you you know that you do have that you do have what it takes. And and hopefully that will encourage you to try more um, and to put yourself out there and not give up. And so and and I and I do wanna make the distinction between what it takes to get a job in high tech and to, to, you know, to land that job and what it takes to do the job well once you've gotten it, because it's possible to get a job and not do it well once you've gotten it. Um, but it's very difficult. I, I haven't really seen it go the other way around where, you know, the, the skills that you need to to get the job are also needed to do the job well. They're not enough. You're going to need more than that. But um, but you certainly can't won't be able to do the job well without them. And so I actually think you know that this uh, struggle of looking for a job and having to figure out how to get it, even though it's difficult. It's actually a good thing because it, you know, you, you're kind of building the muscle for where you, the, the kind of person that you need to be and the things that you need to know how to do in order to later um, do the job well after, you know, you're going to need more than just this, but without it, you won't be able to do the job well, if that makes sense. So I, so I want to look at these, um, these things for, from those two perspectives and I did write them down because anything that I don't write down um, leaves my brain. It's late, you know, I have three kids. This is just the way it is. I use um, notes. They are a lifesaver. So the first thing, the first kind of trait that I would say is the most necessary for both getting a job in high tech and performing well in the job is resourcefulness. And you've heard me talk about this before, and I will probably talk about it again. And it's just because resourcefulness is one of those traits that if you have it, you can get, 
in, in combination with, with, you know, uh, consistency and grit, you can get almost anything you set your mind to, you know, you can, resourcefulness is basically the ability to find creative solutions when, you know, when the solution doesn't present itself automatically. And so in a job search, you're going to need to find, you know, different ways to um, talk to the person that you need to talk to. You know, you're going to need to find a different way to get your foot in the door. You're going to need to find a different way to get in the room um, than if you were doing, you know, the traditional way um, of job searching. And, and, you know, the traditional way of job searching, it doesn't work even for people who, who are doing a traditional job search, but it, it works even less for people like you who are looking to do something unusual, you know, which is to transition from one thing to something that seems completely different. We know that, you know, you have these, um, these traits and these skills and everything that you can bring. Um, but if you go about it the traditional way, you're, you're going to hit uh, a lot of roadblocks and it's going to be very, very difficult. So you need, you need that resourcefulness to be able to find ways to, you know, get, get to the right person. If, if you don't have the network to be able to build it, if you don't have, you know, be able to just find, find, find a way, you know? Um, and when you do have that job, you know, when you've gotten that job, resourcefulness is still your friend. Um, and it's still going to help you a lot because you're going to be that person who can help the company um, get more done with less, which is, you know, a lot of companies are looking for. And I'm not really talking about necessarily like frugality, but just in, in general, that concept of, you know, you don't need to be spoon fed solutions. You find the solutions on your own. Um, and then the other the next thing that I that I think is very important when you are looking for when you're trying to land a job in high tech um, is curiosity. Is being curious and staying curious and being really genuinely curious, not fake <laughs> curious. Um, and this is really instrumental in when you're trying to land a job because it lets you kind of ask the right questions. It lets you come from a place of, you know, let's find out what this company is all about. Let's find out what they're trying to do. Let's understand what their challenges are. And through that, you kind of understand how you can help them and what your place could be in that, um, in that, uh, in that situation, in that company and what, in what they're trying to achieve. Um, and you, you get, once you, you come to, to any of these um, interactions, whether it's an interview, whether it's just an um, informal meeting with someone, or whether you're even just doing research online and reading job descriptions and trying to figure out what this company is all about. Um, when you're coming to that from a place of curiosity, you leave behind a lot of unproductive feelings like inferiority or, you know, wondering, am I good enough? Can I even do this? Who am I to try to do something so audacious? And 
and I think there's there's a lot of um, there's just um, there's there's a big advantage to focusing on something more productive, which is like this curiosity, like how might I help this company, you know, do do what they're trying to do and what are they trying to do and oh that's that's so interesting let me find out more about that rather than those you know self-deprecating emotions that we tend to default to just because it's that's what we've done our whole life um and so that's how it helps you in the job search phase and later when you have the job um it still allows you to to remain curious and and in the face of you know the different kinds of struggles that you're going to face in your role where, where, you know, um, I don't know, you have um, in, maybe internal conflicts in the team or maybe clients are complaining or they ran into some kind of problem and whatever it is that you're facing, if you come to it with this curiosity of, okay, how might I um, find out, how might I help um, this client overcome this problem? How might we as a company um, serve our clients better, and whatever it is, you know, obviously depends on what the what your in what capacity you're operating, like what your position is. So your questions are going to be different. It's the, the things you can and will get curious about are different, but coming from that place of genuine curiosity just lets you, you know, move in a way lets you move into resourcefulness much more quickly and not waste time in in you know the, the those kind of less productive places places that just don't serve you or the company well or as well um the third thing that i wanted to talk about that you have to master before you try before you you know before you're ready to move into high tech is the idea of self-presentation and i'm not talking about you know uh dressing the part or wearing makeup or any of that stuff but i'm talking more about understanding like looking within yourself and taking an inventory of everything that you know how to do you know both your official and unofficial skills you know um so this is like things that you know how to do from previous jobs and also personality traits um, and I guess like principles that you've developed in yourself. And taking all of that and understanding, first of all, understanding yourself, why all of that should add up to this job that you're trying to get. In other words, like we know that your resume, and if we look, sorry, <laughs> um, we know that probably you're not, you know, your resume is probably not going to make sense um, in that way. Like if you look at everything and you know, all your work experience um, that you've done until now, it's not automatically going to add up to this job that you're trying to get. And it's because, you know, you're trying to make a transition to something else, that's okay. But you need to understand, first of all, you need to understand that it does, you need to, you know, to know that it does. And you need to understand very specifically, not vaguely, 
why that's true. And that's much easier to do when you're looking at a specific job. So if now you you were to try and think, why why is everything that I've done until now and, and the person who I've become, why are those things, um, you know, why do they lend themselves so, so nicely to a job in high tech? That's not going to give you a lot to work with and you're going to have a difficult time um, coming up with reasons. And that's because the end game is too vague. So a job in high tech is very, very vague. You need to understand, um, you know, one of the first things that you need to do is figure out exactly where you're trying to go. And I have, you know, content about that in the past. If you, you know, if you're struggling with that, go back to, in the group and check that out. But the reason that it's so important is because once you're aiming or you're like gunning for something very specific, then, you know, it gets much easier to see how the equation of everything that you've done until now adds up to that and to be able to explain that better. And once you can, once you can understand it very clearly by yourself, you'll be able to also then communicate it to others. And that is a huge part of being able to get a job in high tech, right? It's like that self-presentation of, you know, why does it make sense? Why do you make sense in this role? Um, and in the job itself, you know, self-presentation, and this is for any job, this is not just in high tech, but it's like the, the way that I see self-presentation on the job, once you've gotten it, is to just be very consistent about who you are, you know, what you stand for, um, the kind of thing, the kind of, the kind of employee that you are, the kind of colleague that you are, um, and who you are in general. Just don't be confusing to people. Be, you know, people want someone who's reliable. <coughs> and that is something that, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna get you very far. It's more of a soft skill, I guess. Um, but it is something to consider, especially because, you know, a mistake that I see a lot of women making when they transition into high tech where, you know, they, they came from a different background um, is that they, they sort of, because they don't, maybe they don't, they got there without really believing that they belong there. They try to kind of compensate for something. And so they maybe act um, differently. You know, they they act in a way, they act like, you know, they, they fake it till they make it by acting um, in a way that's like incongruent with who they really are um, in order to to feel like they fit in and, and eventually like there's a break. So I'm not saying, you know, there's obviously like, um, common sense boundaries about how much of yourself to bring to the workplace. But I think that a certain level of, of, you know, being genuine and authentic and, and, um, you know, not trying to be someone that you're not goes a long way because first of all, like you're not going to be suffering in this, in this prison of, of pretending to be something else. And also it'll just be much easier you know, for everyone else to, you, you're going to be less confusing to everyone else. So there's that. And then um, the fourth thing that is the fourth the trait that's super critical 
for landing a job in high tech and for for doing a good job is um, being persuasive. And, you know, there, there are different ways to being persuasive. And there are different ways of there just just different methods of persuasion, but everything that you do in a job search is essentially trying to persuade whoever is on the other end that you are the right person for the job, you know, if you think that you are. So like your resume has to be persuasive. Your resume is a piece of persuasive writing. Your, the, you know, the way that you, um, that you come to a job interview has to be persuasive. The way that you negotiate obviously has to be persuasive. The way that you um, speak to people about the job has to be persuasive. You know, if you're trying to get people to meet with you, that has to, you know, to be persuasive. Obviously, the, the, the friction is lower than, you know, trying to negotiate a salary when you're just asking someone to have a coffee with you so you can pick their brain about something. But, um, but you still need that to, to have that in mind. Um, and on the job, this also helps you, you know, when you're, when you're trying to get the job, then it's, you know, why should we hire you? Um, but when you already have the job, the question becomes, you know, why should we do things your way? And, you know, if you want people to do things your way, then you got to work on being persuasive. And if you, if you have figured out persuasion, then, you know, and, and you figured out how to, how to like shift people's minds from like where they are now to where you want them to be. Um, not in a manipulative way, but you know, you have a very powerful tool to, you know, get shit done and get it done well. And so that's why persuasion is very important. The next trait that I wanted to talk about is a little bit similar to resourcefulness and it's being an out of the box thinker. So when you're, when you're trying to get a job in high tech, especially, like I said, if you're coming from outside of tech, there's this whole game being played that you are extremely disadvantaged in because you don't make sense. You know, your story doesn't add up. Your resume, like, seems out of place in, in the other pile of people who have come from that world and from more similar backgrounds. Um, and so if you try to do things the conventional way and you try to do things the way that everyone else is doing them, then you're putting yourself at a major disadvantage. And because, you know, you're kind of an out of the box candidate, then you need to, to be an out of the box player 
and to sidestep that whole game and get what you want. And the same is true, you know, when you're, when you're in the job, you're gonna wanna be the person who can think of creative solutions to sticky and difficult problems because, you know, um, there's a saying that the, the size of the paycheck that you can command is like directly proportional to the size of the problems that you can solve. And if you can think outside the box to solve these problems, you can solve them more quickly, you can solve them more efficiently, you can solve them more cheaply, you know, and, and you can rally people around to your solution. So, you know, those things are, are gonna be um, very handy to that, that kind of trait of being able to think outside the box. Um, and I will add that, you know, when I teach people my process for, um, for, for getting a high tech job, that process is specifically designed to take someone who doesn't make sense in the context of a high-tech job and, and you know, get them to a place where they're just as strong or even stronger than those other candidates who do make sense, quote unquote. But I've, I've spoken to some people who were just unwilling to accept that this could work. Like it was too out there for them and they were too um, committed to the box and to playing inside the box than to be able to, you know, try something else, something that's a little less conventional maybe, um, but that works and that gets them the results. And so when I speak to someone like that, and, and I do test for these things, you know, when, when I speak to people, that I know that my process won't work for them, right? Like the, it can't work for people who don't accept it because they're too bought in to the, you know, conventional wisdom. And so, you know, if you keep thinking that you need to, I don't know, like, Work on your work on your resume and submit it to many different places, and to you know get in touch with all these hiring managers so that you can just explain your case to them. Like that's not going to work. You don't want to get to the hiring manager, and you certainly don't want to get to them with a resume. You know, like there is a different way to play this game that that lets you just come from instead of coming, you know, from this way where they are like expecting you, um, you just come from, you, you circle the whole, you just circumvent this whole problematic um, setup that, you know, the game is not set up for you, for people like you to win it. It's set up to weed out people like you. So you need to play a little bit differently in order to, to be able to win this game. Um, and so, yeah, definitely thinking, thinking outside the box is a huge, huge asset, and I would say even a must. Um, and the last uh, trait that I would say is crucial for anyone uh, trying to do anything meaningful, but obviously for, for job searching and especially 
for trying to do something, you know, that's a little bit more tricky and more difficult than um, than a regular job search or like and that um, regular uh, next next step or the what seems like the more natural next step for your career, but you're trying to actually do something else um, without, you know, uh, getting a pay cut and without taking a step back, you do want it to be a step forward just in a different industry, which is high tech, um, is grit. You know, this consistency and grit. You do want to have that consistency um, because, you know, a lot of times job searching can take a while and you might get some doors shut in your face. So, you want to, I, I wouldn't say like develop thick skin. That's not exactly what I would um, want or advise you guys to do. But you do want to have like a way of resetting yourself to a, to like a neutral, positive um, place where you're able to continue and you're able to go to that next interview with, you know, your best energies and bring your best self and not you know, after a few times that you've gotten the no, start thinking about, you know, start start showing up to these conversations, already expecting the person in front of you to turn you away or to refuse. Because when you bring that expectation, it's like palpable. People feel that, they pick up on it. Um, they're just gonna, you know, you're gonna like, quote unquote, bring it on yourself because you're bringing that you know, super negative energy. So you're going to have to have that belief that you can do it, that you deserve it, that this your next job is in high tech and it's waiting for you. And all you have to do is, you know, get through these, I don't know how many no's in order to get that one perfect yes. And the truth is, you know, you only need one workplace. You're not trying to work at 50 different ones. The reason that we're going, you know, that we're diversifying and going after a few when we're job searching is just, you know, so that we have a, for, for several reasons. Number one, you might not get the one, the exact one that you're going for. Um, but number two, you know, it also helps to have a few offers on hand. It gives you a little bit of leverage um, in the negotiation phase. So that's something that we, you know, that we do try to do. And then also on the job, grit serves you well because, you know, a lot of us, um, especially if you are able to get yourself like pumped and psyched about a certain job description and you're like, yes, this seems like the perfect job, the dream job, it's amazing. And you can say that about any job. It's a really, it's a really good trait to have to be able to get so excited about something. The problem is if you have that and you don't have consistency and grit, um, then what's going to happen after six months when the novelty of that new job has worn off and now it's like a grind and it's just like the job, you know, that you have now that you're not so thrilled with. Um, and so you want to make sure that you do develop that consistency because even though it, it is pretty common in high tech to move around pretty frequently, um, there, there actually is value to staying in the same place, at least, you know, staying put at least, you know, a couple of years in order to, um, 
to gain experience, to gain, you know, uh, credibility in this field, especially since you're, you know, if you're, if you're coming from the outside um, and to just not to just, you know, look a little bit more serious. And so if this is something that you struggle with, it's definitely um, something I, w- I would have a check in with myself about because, you know, you don't want to be skipping around and, and making your resume look even weirder than it is um, trying to go from, from, you know, this completely different thing into high tech. You kind of want to say, okay, this is my new normal. This makes sense. I like this. I'm doing this. This is who I am now. Um, and so those are the six, I think it was six <laughs> traits that I think um, if you have them, then, you know, and if you, if you, if I went through all these things and you listen and you're like, yes, this is me, it's totally me, then I would say, you're definitely ready and you should totally go for it. And um, if you felt like, you know, maybe one of those things you could use some work and it's not, you're not really strong at yet, then that's okay. You know, those traits are things that can be developed and you just need to strengthen them a little bit. Um, And either way, you know, if any of this, you know, hit home and you are trying to land a job in high tech and, and, you know, maybe you don't um, check all those boxes yet, but you feel like you're ready to get closer to to that and you want to work on those things, um, then I want to invite you to book a call with me. Um, Just go to thisirresistible.com forward slash apply. And what we'll do is we'll get on the phone for 45 minutes to an hour, um, however long it takes. And we'll talk about where you are in your career right now, what's working for you, what's not really working for you, and most importantly, where you want to go. And we'll be able to figure out together exactly, you know, what kind of job you can you can have in high tech and also what salary level you can command. And obviously, you know, how what's the best way to take you from where you are to getting there. Um, and these calls are completely free. I, you know, um, I do them because this is personally important to me to be able to, you know, I've been in high tech my whole life and I think it's, it's a wonderful thing. You know, I have my issues with it, like, like everyone else, but I really think that it is the place where you can have the most leverage in your career and in both in, in, terms of your career personally and in terms of the things that the, the, these companies do. Um, as, you know, I would say even more than nonprofits who like do really important missions, but the companies don't always have the most leverage. And there's often like a lot of politics happening in there, um, which prevent, you know, the, the little people from actually having an impact. So these are the places where it's at. And I, you know, I really believe that Anyone who can and is interested um, in doing it, you know, the money is nice, but it's not only for the money because if it was, you know, everybody would be doing it. It's not easy. So, yeah, this is that's the main reason that I do these calls is to help you get that clarity around what you want to do, um, what you can be doing, what's possible for you. And then I also know that as we, you know, as we speak, you might decide that you want my help, you know, to getting there and, and, you know, you want to work with me to, to get 
there? And if so, you know, and, and it's a good fit, then we can discuss that. But even if not, it's going to be, you know, the most uh, clarifying, gratifying, most efficient and effective 45 minutes you've ever spent working on your career, if you've ever done that before. So um, don't hesitate. Go to my calendar page, book that call, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.